Welcome! Hello. Hi. Uh, welcome to another episode. This episode is actually extra special uh, because we <gasps> were sponsored on an episode. Woo! Um, it's still weird that that happens. I know. Um, so we have been sponsored by a local business uh, called Worth Cookie Company. They are um, just a small out-of-house... Holding it up to the uh, webcam that is not on. Yeah, it's not on at all. But yes, yeah, so um, I will put a link in the description to this episode to their business. Uh, Does Spotify do links in descriptions? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Oh, do they? Huh. Yes, but they're uh, a local business. They do a lot of uh, dessert-based things, preferably cookies. Um, and they're just a couple that we go to church with, and they're pretty awesome. But if you live in the East Tennessee... I saw them today. Yeah. Where? Uh, at the prayer thing that the church does Oh, now. I forgot. Yeah. I saw them there right before I left. Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, if you live in the East Tennessee area, uh, preferably around... Um, like Kingsport, Bristol, Johnson City, that region called yeah. the Tri Cities. Uh, you can definitely get uh, some really good cookies from them, and uh, I can attest that um, she makes the best oatmeal raisin cookies I've ever had, and that is my favorite cookie. Now, as part of this, they have. Like Henry has never tried any of their cookies. As and far as I can remember, no, I've never had so them. So we have two different kinds here. He doesn't have to eat them both, uh, but the particular kind that he wanted what were... What is the second kind? So the first kind there are unicorns, yeah. which is just uh, sugar cookies with sprinkles and a whole bunch of that. And the other kind is snickerdoodle. Okay, yeah. Is, is snickerdoodle like... It's like a sugar cookie with a bunch of cinnamon. That's the word I was looking for, cinnamon. Yes. Okay, so if you want, go ahead and try. I'm going to try the uh, unicorn sugar cookie, and this will be a live reaction. ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I should probably lean away from the mic for that. Alright. On the unicorn cookie, I will say this. I'm no tree hugger. (laughs) I'm no environment guy. My gap, my my car runs on dinosaur bones and Indian tears. <laughs> oh, oh! I'm glad I turned up the microphone for that. But uh, I, I, when I heard that these were unicorn cookies, I felt a little bit weird about grinding up unicorns to make them. But I think it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good cookies. I know that. Uh, and then, um, would you like to try one of the snickerdoodles as well? After you're finished consuming the unicorn. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's free. Yeah, it was free. And I, mean, I uh, wish I'd remembered we were doing this, because... You just got done eating lunch? Yeah, I just wouldn't have even bothered getting lunch. I would have just eaten these. Oh, okay. Well, the thing is, you can take the unicorn cookies home. I'll probably eat them all here. True, that too. Um, but so uh, they have a large variety of cookies. Uh, I know the they do uh, this spin on a chocolate chip that has like I think it's almonds or something of that nature in it, which is. But let me make a really clear review now. What the cookies? They're worth whatever, however many unicorns the uh-huh. birds had worth. to kill. They're worth. Yeah, dude, that's the other thing. So I was actually thinking of this in the car, like, like. 
You got. I don't. I don't. I guess. Did we, have we said their full names? Um. No, we have not. Okay. Cool. Then I don't want to do that. I don't want to like fully dox them. I you, mean, well, we, whoever orders cookies from them will like they will figure out who they are. Well, that's the thing. They're gonna have to pay to figure it out. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you have to pay to fi- you have to pay to figure out who they are. Yes. But uh, I will say like guys, I'm giving you a free slogan right now. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> It's worth. It's worth it. Yeah, uh, they're really, really cool. Um, they've they've done so much for me just when it comes to cookies or whatever. It's worth like, out of corn massacre. Yes, <laughs> out of nowhere. Sometimes they would just show up and give me cookies. I'm just like, why? Why are you like this? And they're like, well, you said you like these. And I was like, okay, okay, whatever. And I'm just like, it just it perturbs me because at the same time. Uh, they'll, um, they'll hand me, like, they handed me once a yogurt container full of oatmeal raisin cookies, and I just started <laughs> passing them out to people. I think I remember that. And I had, like, three or four of them. I think like, I remember you trying to give me some, and I was like, oatmeal? Ugh! Dude, no. Oatmeal, oatmeal raisin cookies were so good. So, what's your thing, what's your thoughts on the, um, snickerdoodle? Oh, this one's fine, too. It's okay. just, uh, it's just not my speed. Okay. Like, it's not got enough unicorn in it. Well, cin- well, the thing is, I don't dislike cinnamon. It's just not my preferred thing. Okay. It's fine. Yes. Um, they do also have gluten-free and vegan options on their website, too. Although I don't know why you choose either of those. Well, some people have to. Um, have to choose gluten-free. Cause have to. They're making it up. They're pretending. Well... Uh, people with autoimmune diseases, if they reduce the gluten intake in their body, it will cause less flare-ups. Why did you have to say autoimmune disease? I don't want to get sidetracked on that joke again. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Also, people who have uh, uh, an allergy to gluten. That's not real. I'm aware of that. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, so... Uh, even though it's not your speed, like they're still phenomenal. Oh yeah, like it's not. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of cinnamon, but that wasn't bad by any means. Yeah, I'm gonna have one myself because I love these cookies. Ah yes, another unicorn has died. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> so, because they've sponsored this episode, they were allowed to choose the topic in which we top talked about. Uh huh. Sadly. <laughs> to which they purchased tickets for us to go watch a new movie that is out right now. Which we are both very, very upset. We kind of had to go watch. Um, I was trying to think of a joke movie to say, but I don't... The, I was, I was going to... The Disaster Artist? No. <laughs> no. I, well, I was going to say Renfield because I know that's up. I, like, I actually want to see that because <laughs> it's Nicolas Cage. So the movie they made us go watch was the Mario movie, which this this is weekend two Uh of the movie being out, and already it's made $678 million. And it has not, as far as I know, released in Japan yet. (laughs) Yeah. Which also it says right here um, in this little thing I have pulled up. It's surpassed Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which I found to be um, a laughable fact. Oh, yeah. Because that movie was trash. Oh, yeah. Like, you say it surpassed Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. That's like saying... 
Dude, that's that's like saying John Cena beat up the sickest kid on the play on in the kindergarten. <laughs> John Cena managed to beat up the sickest, smallest child in the kindergarten. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, good for him, I guess. Gosh, yeah. So take that, small sick child. <laughs> I can't tell you how long I've been waiting to be able to say that about the MCU. Take that, small sick child. <laughs> the MCU is is quite bad. Um, as a whole. The Mario movie. I give it a meh out of a hundred. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was It was by no means... And here's the thing. Like, we... we I think the reason Josh... Ha- Let's edit that later. Oh, well. Yeah. I think the reason that um, our sponsors had the idea for us to watch this is because we I had you react to that literal one second of the trailer where Chris Pratt goes, Let's go <laughs> and it was and it gave you spontaneous brain cancer. Yeah. I had brain cancer and an aneurysm all at once. Yeah. And so and the reason I bring that up is because I think like that's indicative that trailer is indicative of why we didn't actually suffer that much. In the theater, because it's no, like, I'm bearing the lead. You also think it was a meh out of ten. Yeah, it, it, I was going in thinking it was going to be atrocious. Uh Uh-huh. It wasn't the atrocity I thought it was going to be, but it was still cringe. Right. And so, I went in, and I thought this from the beginning, um, I went in thinking that, like, the movie itself would be, like, bad too fine and i went in thinking that it was going to be the voice actors that were going to make me want to bash my head against a wall repeatedly until i stopped breathing and as it turns out most of the voice performances were decent yeah and the thing is um they altered a lot of the individual's voices um yeah because Chris Pratt doesn't necessarily sound like Chris Pratt, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I said this to you in the theater. Like, if if they hadn't made a point to announce that was Chris Pratt, I wouldn't have guessed it was Chris Pratt. Yeah. And then um, they swapped Chris Pratt's voice, Keegan-Michael Keys, um, Jack Black's. I'm thinking there's one other person they switched. Oh. I think... Of all the actors in the movie that I can remember, because I told you when we watched this on, what, Saturday? Yeah. This was going to get memory hold, and it already is getting memory hold. Like, it's yeah. already leaving my brain. But I think the two where it's like... I just heard something over there. It's just wind. I think the, the, t- like the, the two actors where if I didn't know the cast list, I would have been able to tell who they were, were Charlie Day as Luigi. Oh, Charlie Day is the other one they mixed. Yeah. No, I I could tell it was him. Charlie Day just has a naturally high voice. Yeah. So like I could tell and Jack Black not Jack Black. Um Seth Rogan. It's yeah. Donkey King. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's hey, th- hey dude! You wanna go smoke some weed, Mario? <laughs> <laughs> that Jewish laugh. <laughs> He, but uh, he didn't have his voice altered at all. I read an interview, actually. And then Anya Taylor-Joy also didn't have hers changed. Well, I wouldn't have guessed that was Anya Taylor-Joy, though, even though she didn't change her voice. I actually, the entire movie, 
my brain kept telling me that sounds like Haley Steinfeld. And I was like, I know it's not, though. Yeah. Which is why I told you in the theater, I like I leaned over and I was being 100% serious when I was like, does Princess Peach sound like Vi from Arcane to you? Yeah, I, I was like, a little bit, yeah. Which, uh, honestly, voice acting, it wasn't bad. Mm-mm. Um, and that... That could be our whole whole review because the voice acting was really what we cared about. Yeah, uh, the movie movie plot wasn't horrible, but the plot hook the plot hook is what made me cringe the most. We did not talk about this on Saturday. What are you talking about? The fact that spoilers. Um. Everyone's already seen the movie. Well, if they have, they have. If they haven't, they haven't. I throw it in there just for as a common courtesy. But um, the plot hook being that Bowser is doing everything that he is doing because he wants to marry Peach. Oh. Okay, so... That was so cringe. I've already listened to lots of people discussing this. And the the sentiment is pretty divided because I know I've listened to a lot of YouTubers who know Mario and I know nothing about Mario. I could not care less about Mario as an IP. Mm-hmm. I think the only exposure I've had is I've played Smash Bros with friends every now and then and I used to play Mario Kart on Wii. That's sure. the extent of my knowledge of Mario. I've listened to YouTubers who like We'll play, like, Super Mario Odyssey and Super Mario Sunshine, and they played all this different stuff. And they say that they think it's perfect, that hook of Bowser simping for Peach is perfectly fine, because Bowser has always been a simp for Peach. I I never have known that, even though, like, I've, I've been around Mario a lot in my life. I haven't, I haven't watched, like, all the background stuff or whatever. I just knew that... Bowser was always kidnapping Peach. Yeah, well, the, the the thing they point to is, I think it's in Super Mario Odyssey. I'm not sure. I don't... Okay, so that's the one I haven't played. Okay, I'm not... Because I'm not a Mario aficionado by any means, but I've, I've heard people who've played a lot of different Mario games. They point to a specific game. I think it was Odyssey, where, like, the... There's a part in the game where Bowser sends, like, his son, Bowser Jr., mm-hmm. to deliver a message to Peach... He basic Bowser basically tells Bowser Jr. that Peach is his, is his mom, to tr- and then sends Bowser Jr. to try to like guilt trip Peach into marrying Bowser so they can be a family because Bowser Jr. is convinced she's like his mom and she abandoned him or something. That's so, cringe. So YouTube, that's really cringe. <laughs> yeah, YouTubers usually point that point to like that. I've heard a lot of YouTubers pointing that game and being like, "Yeah, Bowser's a simp in the source material," so like we're okay with this. But that's only from one game, and it's from one of the newer games. Whereas, there's been 30, 40 years worth of material prior to that moment uh-huh. where he wasn't simping. I mean... The wind is weird. I mean, what is kidnapping if not extreme simping? You're right. <laughs> That being said, I don't care enough to actually argue the point. If someone wants to be like, it's cringe that Bowser's a simp, I'm like, okay. It's it's just cringe enough for me to be like, this sucks so bad. But there were some redeeming factors to the movie. Like, um, the fact that they had moments where they would 
make the the film progression look as if it was like an a 2D scroller yeah. just like they would the original game. And I, I told you on that that was the thing that was something I as someone who like I hate 2D platformers. Yeah. I find them so boring like as someone who like I like playing Uncharted, The Last of Us, God of War, all, all these open world kind of concepts. Well, also the kind of games that like gamers would actually like scoff at me for playing because they're like, "Oh, those are movie games; those aren't real games." Those are the games I like, and like the two D scroller ones that lots of gamers would be like, "Those are real games" because it's all game. I'm like, that's just not stimulating. like old Mega Man games. Yeah, stuff like that. It's just it's, it's like I can't say that like I can't and I wouldn't say that they're bad games. Like I just find them so in like immensely boring as concepts like they're so to me there's just so little to do and there's so little story to latch on to like i can't i don't like 2d scrollers or platformers at all but i appreciated the reference the visual reference to it in the movie um they had like that was that was the nerd in me being like i don't care about this at all but like (laughs) but like the nerd in me knows that if i did like this stuff I'd appreciate you yeah. doing that. And, and there were two or three moments where they did that, and they did it really well, in my opinion. Sure. Um, and then there was a ton of Easter eggs. Uh, not to mention, they weren't just referencing one game. They referenced as many games as they could. They uh, yeah. They referenced uh, original, um, th- uh, three, uh, Mario Kart, mm-hmm. uh, Mario Kart Double Dash, um... The original Donkey Kong, where you were playing as Mario trying to get to him, or as they would call it, Jumpman. There was also a Jumpman reference in the game. Um, I know but, there was a Kid Icarus reference. Um, Was it with the turtle? No, Mario was playing Kid Icarus in his bedroom. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I only noticed, wow. I only noticed that because I heard a reviewer mention it before I saw the movie, so I was looking okay. for it. I didn't even notice that. But yeah, so uh, Kid Icarus wasn't a bad reference there. Uh, there was a whole bunch of Nintendo references across the board. It was pretty cool. Um, and so, as a whole, I feel like, as I'd said to you the other night, um, it was campy, but at least it knew it. Yeah, the, this this if this movie had taken itself seriously, it would have been, like, I would... I I might have killed myself in the theater if this movie had tried to take itself seriously. Now, the best part of the movie... <laughs> the best part of the movie... No, no, this is actually... I think I know what you're going to talk about. This is actually the highest point of praise I can give a movie. Like, this is actually the highest point of praise I can give a movie. Is like, this movie... Not many movies get me to laugh out loud. There is a scene in this movie that got me to laugh out loud. <laughs> Are you thinking what I'm thinking of? The, uh... I, yes. Okay. Yes. So, at one point... <laughs> at one point, a bunch of the characters get captured. Uh, Luigi gets captured first, and he gets put in this hanging, like, cell kind of apparatus, and there's a bunch of them hanging around him yeah. all over a lava pit. And they look over, and they see one of these floating stars that would usually, um... Follow like Rosalina or something of that nature. Sure. And it was a blue one, and it was it was the cutest star, and it was just like it's always happy, and it but was, it was having an existential crisis. Yeah, and I know the star. I remember reading online the star is voiced by the director's daughter. 
So I assume that that's like a five-year-old doing all saying all that stuff. <laughs> it's kind of a South Park reference, like yeah. how they did that. It's but so, like they're talking about escaping, and the scar goes escape like ho- much like hope is just an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, what the heck? This story got philosophical, and then it pans over to the penguins you see in the very beginning of the movie. They're like, shut up! Don't get started! Shut up! You're making us depressed. <laughs> And there's a part where um we're gonna be sacrificed, yay! Yeah, yeah. It gets announced for Peach and Bowser's wedding. Bowser's going to ritualistically sacrifice all of them, and the star goes, "Finally, the sweet release of death." <laughs> and that's what, that's what made me, that's what made me laugh out loud in the theater. I started laughing, and I think it was partly it had. I think I don't know if I would have laughed out loud if I hadn't known the meta of it's like a five year old little child reading yeah. these lines. It's like, at last, it's and it's a child. So it's like, at last, the sweet release of death. <laughs> and I start just dying. Like the, that was the only redeeming, like high class moment right there because it was it was incredibly dark. And then, when, dude, when they're getting lowered into the lava, uh, the, the star the star is like ch- cheering. Like yay! The star, yay! And then when they reverse it to save everyone's lives, dude, it just there's one shot that just cuts the star the, the star and the star is like boom. <laughs> So, so there were things about it where I was just like, oh my gosh, why is this a thing? The star wanted so badly to die. But that star, like, oh. The star would have preferred to die than get released. Yes. And the entire time the star is doing all this stuff, it keeps flashing back to the penguins. They're like, no, no, stop, no, stop it. And so... <laughs> As a whole, like, you said, what, like a 5 out of 10 or whatever? That's, like, as high as I would go, Yeah, I think. And I, I think... And, and the reason why it got the 5 was because of the star. I think it actually is, <laughs> yeah. I'd probably say 4 if the star wasn't in there. Yeah, exactly. But, um, what else was it? There was something else. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the penguins. So we oh, talk- yes. We talked about the humor in this movie. And, like, the star is an example of humor that I liked. And it's... It's interesting because, like, it's interesting to measure the metrics of humor because everyone's bar for what is funny is different. Everyone just laughs at different stuff. This is a totally interesting thing that you would pull up. I'm just like, why is it the metrics of how humor works? I'm just (laughs) like, wow, this is really deep right now. Well, it's just, it, this is, this is literally just how, like, conversations go on the podcast I listen to, and it's true, like, what makes one person laugh Mm -hmm. is just entirely subjective, like, there's a, there's a girl I used to know, I, she still lives around here, I just haven't seen her in years. The question, does she just basically go TA to you? What? Is she basically just go TA to you? What does that mean? Now you're just somebody that I used to know. You could have just said that. I guess so. I saw her recently, actually. I just ran into her at a coffee shop, but, like, I know she still lives here. It's just I don't hang out with that group of people anymore. Like, I think Corona, I think Corona's what did it. Like, I've just not gotten back in touch with that group since Corona happened. Speaking of which, I wanted to make this joke, but I couldn't do it organically, so now I'm just going to force it in. Sure. Um, Mario's made 689 
$678 million in two weeks. It's not even open in Japan or Korea yet. Mario is the first actual pandemic we've covered on our coronavirus survival guide. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's spreading. It's, ah! <laughs> it's tendrils are getting everywhere. <laughs> But, just uh, Cthuloid tentacles. Just yeah, but so like this girl, her, I'm fine saying her first name. Her name is Hayes, and the reason I say that is because her parents. This is a true story. Her parents were hippies, and they named her Hayes after the Jimi Hendrix song "Purple Haze," which I think is hilarious. True hippies, right there. Yeah, but so um, I used to hang out with this group a lot, and I'm a reasonably funny man. But she, and she's not the only one. I've noticed they're like people who do this it's usually women oddly enough like they're just diff every now and then they're just women in in my life who just find everything i say funny and like even when i'm oh, not she funny. was one of those people yeah um and i remember like so there have been people there have been like people like that where i will make jokes like i will try to make jokes and it gets laughs out of people and then i'll just say something very casually and it just gets like <laughs> yeah, this oh, is, those kind of jokes yeah like they just find it funny for some reason and i remember um there was one time i was at her apartment with a whole bunch of other people and Sorry. i i had been making fun of her for the fact that she laughs all the time at stuff i said when i wasn't even trying and so at one point i needed to blow my nose so i just put, i just got a tissue and said hey Hey, don't laugh at this. And then I blew my nose into it, and she started laughing. She's like, that's not fair! You told me not to laugh, and that makes me want to laugh. But that's why I talk about where, like, humor is just so weird. Like, people can find the dumbest stuff funny. Like The Office. Uh, never watched it. Can't say. Uh, dude, can I... Oh, my God. Another tangent. Do it. So, um... We've we've gotten more and more comfortable with saying first names on this podcast. I think this will be fine, right? Just saying first names. First names are okay if you if you continue on and use the full name of them, and then that's yeah. kind of doxing. So, um, so at our church, there is obviously like in the I was going to say our age group, but it's really my age group. Yeah, I I'm not part of your age yeah. group. Yeah, but uh, I'm you, almost thirty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost 17. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in my house? Why um, did your parents let you hang out with me? I'm almost a 30-year-old man. But, uh, <laughs> listen, I've been in bands made up entirely of 30-year-olds. Yeah. Um, actually, another... You're getting me off on a second tangent You're in welcome, the middle sir. of my tangent. So, I used to be in a band... I think I've told you this. Yes. I used to be in a ba be in a band called the Aaron Jackson Band. Jackson spelled J A X O N instead of the other way. You guys can actually look him up on Spotify. Um, they, we do have music up there. I'm not a part of the band anymore, but you know, plug 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 them. Why not? But um, all the guys in that band, except for their rhythm guitarist, was like two years older than me. And then all the other guys were like in their like late thirties, early forties. Which I always thought was like a weird environment to be in. Yeah. How but, many people were in the band? So it was me on bass. It was the rhythm guitarist. He quit eventually. Um, but he was the rhythm guitarist. I was eight, 17, 18, I believe, when I joined the band. I think he was 20. So he was like two years older than me. Then our lead guitarist slash singer was um, late 30s. I think our drummer was early 40s. And our 
a piano player, our keyboardist, was like mid-40s, late-40s, I think. That's weird. Yeah. Well, what's cool is uh, most of the uh, shows we played were in bars, and so that I used that used to be weird flex. I know, but I used to like I used to always like to make jokes about how like I was I was earning money at bars before I was old enough to drink in them. Yeah, <laughs> which I just thought was funny. And there were lots of bars where they just straight up lied about my age. They just told the bars I was twenty one because I wouldn't have been able to get in otherwise. So yeah. it, so like our so like our guitarist would just be like, yeah, he's twenty one. They'd be like, listen. We told him you're 21, just don't try to buy any alcohol and we'll be fine. <laughs> just don't buy any alcohol and you can play the show. Yeah. <laughs> don't buy anything. <laughs> yeah. Which I which I never did. But so, uh, why was I talking about... So, oh, person oh. at our church. No, it, 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 no, I was trying to figure out why I talked about it. It was because of my age thing. Uh. I remember... Um, I, I think I left that band when I was like 20 or something like that. But I remember like... I remember people used to make comments while I was in that band that, like, even when I got to the point where I was old enough to actually go into the bars, like, I was 21, I still looked too young. Like, they were like, you're 21 and you look 17. Yeah. Which, to me, that's just winning. That means I've got good genes. I'll, I'll look young when I'm old. Yeah, I was 15 and someone asked if I, if I wanted to sit at the bar or not. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, based off your uh, understanding there, um, I am screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would much rather... I've gotten carded, obviously. Yeah. You get carded when you're younger and all that stuff. Um, but they have to do it, obviously. Yeah, Which, I've got... Now it's just, that's that's the rule. Yeah. You're getting carded. But, I was 15, and a girl asked if I wanted to sit at the bar. Nice. I was at Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> and I was just like, what the heck? I was like, I'm 15. And she goes, Oh! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Which most people would have been like, sure. I was like, no, I was there with my mom and my brother. No, I'm not going to ask if I could sit at the bar. Yeah. I also have a friend who... Um, also, my mother would have killed me if we sat at the bar. Yeah. I, I also have a friend who is a um, shorter guy, about 5'7", mm-hmm. and uh, weighs about 110 pounds soaking wet. Um, which I'm not exaggerating, that's true. But I remember um, when Deadpool came out, which was 2016, so he would have been... That was when we were 18, I think. He and I were both 18. It was either Deadpool or Logan, one of the two, but like R-rated movie. And I remember... They like, carded him at the theater? They carded him twice. <laughs> <laughs> they carded him when he bought the ticket, and they carded him when he gave the ticket to the usher. <laughs> I mean, see your ID. <laughs> Yeah, they. Double- I'm old enough. They, they double checked it because he looked because as much as I look young for my age, he, he was a baby. Yeah, he looks like uh, he's he's actually aged. He's actually aged up now. He look. I think he looks his age close enough now, or at the very least, he finally looks eighteen now that he's twenty three. Yeah, but um, yeah, back when we were teenagers, like he looked twelve. <laughs> Poor dude. And he, and me, he, me, like I can walk into anything I wanted. I was just like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, that's well. That's the interesting thing. For me, it was hit or miss. There were sometimes I would go to an R-rated movie and they wouldn't bother carding me, and there sometimes they would. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the method or the uh, pattern behind that was. But yeah, with him, like he got, he was the guy who got carded twice for an R-rated movie. Oh, at, at eighteen, they they didn't question. Yeah, at eighteen, they were like, "He's a dude." 
Like he's he's old enough. We're not gonna worry about him. He already looks like he's on at death's door. <laughs> Yeah, I'm right there at death's door yeah. because, like, in less than a month, I turned 30, and oh my gosh, I'm gonna just die from that point on. Man, thank God death's defeated because death <laughs> is right at your door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, but so, oh, so yeah, those two. So, um, just using first names. So obviously, in my age group, there is um, Sam and Rachel. Sure. Um, I don't even know how old Rachel is. She's like. Uh, yeah, that's it's kind of surprising. In what way? I didn't realize how old she was. Really? I, I was thinking she was probably a little bit younger than that. Really? Okay. Just a little bit. Until I saw her at Young Adults, I actually thought that um, she was older. I would have like guessed... Like closer to my age? Yes, actually. <clears throat> I actually assumed that. And when I saw her at Young Adults, I was like... What are you doing here? How old are you? <laughs> but anyway, so um, I a couple of weeks back, we had a really low turnout for one young adult night because it was because it was spring break week, and so <laughs> yeah, and so instead of I think I think Anthony said that he was go he would have just canceled that week if it weren't for the fact that the um, holy hoedown at that other church happened the week before, so we had already missed a week of young adults for that. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so that happened the week before, and he didn't want to skip miss two weeks, so he mm-hmm. just had it that week. And since only like six people showed up, we ended up all going to a coffee shop to hang out instead, instead of having just like a um, preaching night. Okay. And just have like a ga- and we all had like a game night. And I was talking to uh, Rachel there, <clears throat> and I remember, um, I don't remember how it came up, but I'm like Arcane came up at some point while I was talking about how it's a really good show because it is. And we're going to do an episode on yeah, it. Yeah, we need to do an episode on it. I've got another rabbit trail right Gosh! <laughs> I'll do it right now because it's really quick. I saw, I heard, apparently the CEO of Riot announced a couple of days ago that he has seen the completed episode three for season two of Arcane. Okay. Episode three, season two is done. It's in the can and the CEO of Riot has seen it. He's just like, good. Yeah, I don't know what order they're working on. Like, I don't know what the, the timeline is, like, if they're working on the episodes in order. Because mm-hmm. if they're working on them in order, that means we still got six more left, and it's been a year, so that would suck. Well, the thing is this, um, they may have everything already, like, done. They just gotta, like, fine-tune a couple things. Well, what you're hinting at is what I hope they're doing, which is they're, they're working on all the episodes at once. Sure. I would be, I would be really. Uh, I'm hoping it's not like they did one, then two, then three. Yeah, and they they, they, just, they spent all the time on one, all the time on two, all the time on three, and it, we're now just at that point. Yeah, and now we're just now getting to four <clears throat> out of possibly nine episodes. That would be torture. So with uh, with my understanding of how those companies work, um, they usually are always working across the board, and everybody works on specific parts at a time, and so it's. The entire season's being worked on at a time, but they work and finish pro, uh, process as going down the line. So yeah. there has been work done on the back half of that. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for, yeah. But anyway, I, 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 so I looked up Arcane just because I had heard that, and I wanted to see if there were any articles about it that could be more specific, like how far along they were in the timeline. Sure. And just by complete coincidence, when, you know, when you go on Google, it shows you like Twitter stuff too. Mm-hmm. 
I saw something on the Arcane Twitter feed that I clicked on because I was like, that looks interesting. And it was a um, it was a height comparison of a bunch of the main characters in Arcane. Sure. So basically saying how tall they were. And dude, Vander, freaking Chad, dad of Vi and Powder, canonically he's six foot eight. Yeah. I was like, God! <laughs> what? What a what a hunk of meat! Because he is a tank, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I thought because like he dwarfs everyone in the show, but I assume like Silco, like he's like here compared to Silco. Like Silco comes up to like his chest. I thought that's just because Silco's a we a weedy little weasel and he was short. But no, yeah. Silco is six feet tall. Vander is six eight. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Silco and I are the same height. And I was like, <laughs> what a chunk. <laughs> Just a big old boy. Yeah. Someone needs to introduce him to Chad from Train to Busan. <laughs> well, so the coolest thing for me is because it's a League of Legends uh, product or whatever. I've actually seen like the the like measurable heights between all the characters before. There's one particular character. It's taller than a mountain. Makes sense. And it's not a mountain. Heimerdinger. Heimerdinger is like three foot. <laughs> Actually, Heimerdinger was on the uh, size chart too, and I don't remember what his height was, but I remember, like, I think Jace, like, all the main characters were on there, and I think Jace was like <clears throat> six foot two or something. Yeah, that's about right. And I remember, like, Heimerdinger was right next to him, and there was someone in the comments that said, "From now on, I'm only going to measure characters in how many Heimerdingers they are." <laughs> Jace. J- Jace, Jace is three and a half Heimerdinger. Well, that's what they said. Jace is just over three and a- is just over three Heimers tall. <laughs> yeah, so he's no, he's two foot tall then. I think so. He's about two like foot that. tall. He's just a brain with a little mini inch body. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I also what blew my mind is apparently Caitlyn is six one. Yeah, she's a tall broad, real real tall. Um, shortest character in the game, I believe. The is, rat? No. No, that rat is like... What's his name? Squeaks? Twitch. Twitch. Uh, he's like three and a half, four foot tall. Dude, it, dude, if Twitch is... If Twitch the, is ever, I think the smallest character is a cat. A cat? <clears throat> yeah, a cat. Rats are smaller than cats, though. This particular rat is inhumane. <laughs> it's not like... It's not a normal rat. It has been like chemically induced. It is able to hold a hand crossbow in one hand. That's true. So, this, Dude, it, this particular character I'm talking about, its name is Yumi. It is able to fly around in a book. Wait, I feel like... Maybe I'm thinking of something else, because the EFAP guys, when they did their Arcane episodes, a bunch of them had actually played League before. Sure. So they were talking about different characters. I remember they talked about there was some support character that everyone in League hates because of Yumi. how annoying it is. I think it was Yumi, yeah. It's Yumi. Because Yumi's toxic. Because half the time you can't tox- you can't target Yumi. I think that was what it was, yeah. So it like it's a it like buffs everything, but mm-hmm. and you can't touch it or something like that, and everyone yep. hates it. Yep, they nerfed the snot out of that character. And I think it was also maybe it wasn't Yumi, but I think I remember them talking about another character that's like they always hate seeing that character. Lux, in, maybe like whether whether he's on their side or the other side because they're like because they're like because they were saying I don't remember which character it was it might have been Lux or you no no okay go ahead keep explaining it because I can almost tell you which character it is but they were saying like whenever someone on the opposite team has that character they're always good but whenever someone on your team has the character they're never good and that's Yasuo what, 
Maybe. It's Yasuo. He's a sword guy. But they but they were saying... Like everybody is good with Yasuo on your opponent's team. On your team, they are dog water at best. They they turret dive. They just dive and <laughs> They are inting all the time. You're just like, stop! <laughs> I think that's the first time you will have peeped it. No, that's not the first time. <laughs> but that's the first time I intentionally yelled. Yeah. Man, when, when Arcane... I'm just fiddling with it. When when Arcane comes out, like... I hope our podcast blows up, because I want to start a campaign we- for me to voice an Arcane character. Pre- <laughs> pre- prefer- preferably, like, Twitch. I, I, I can voice a, a I think- crazy crossbow rat very well. I think you... If you could voice any character from League... I think I would do a good Twitch. Twitch is a decent one. I'm trying to think, like, because you have a gravelier sounding voice, and with that, you could throw it, and you maybe could throw in um, a little bit of a voice alteration tone wise. Oh, I think I could, yeah. And you could do a really, really good character. Because, like, I've heard you do some, like, um, Transformers. Yeah. Uh, I am Megatron, leader of the Decepticons. Now that you do that, I immediately thought of a character named Skarner. Skarner? Yeah, which is a scorpion. (laughs) Skarner is a pain in the neck, and they're reworking him. I don't know. Well, that's the interesting thing is, like, yeah, the fir- my first picks, like, if you were to, like, make, if you were to say you can voice act for any character in this, like, let's say it's Arcane. Arcane, yeah. And they show me all of the, like, characters I could be. Like, my, the ones I would immediately gravitate towards are, like, the animal, like, the anthropomorphic animals. Yeah. Or, like, the, that one giant robot that's, like, gold or something. The one that's just, like, I think so. Blitzcrank. Yeah, Blitzcrank. I hate Blitzcrank, Blitzcrank. so much. Blitzcrank, He just launches his arm out and you're just, like, dead, Yeah, or dead. Or like, <laughs> or like that a uh, weird sludge monster you showed me that one time. Zach, maybe it's green. Yeah, that it's one. Zach. But like those ones, or like the really monstrous ones, because those are the ones where like I can um, just do the weird voices for that. You could do Malphite. Malphite is like uh, he's um, like a bunch of mountains and stuff of that nature. A bunch of mountains? Like, he's a mountain, essentially. So he's, like, huge? He is huge. That's one I wouldn't want to do, because, like, I don't think I can do a deep enough voice. He, he's like, That's why I said, like, voice alteration, you can just, like, tone it down a little... Like, tone the tone down a little bit. Yeah. And you'd be fine. Like, for a big character like that, um, I would want... Like, not someone with my type of voice you need. I would just say, in general... I, what I, the heck? Give me a second. We're getting rid of that. Nope. Yeah, I saw that too. I was when you said what the heck, I was like, I hope he's talking about that one. Yeah. Um, Metroplex. Is this one of the characters? Yeah. So this is uh, this is from the tra- the video game Transformers: Fall of Cybertron, which I've been trying to find a way to play that game. Here's the thing. You can't. You can't. <laughs> there was some sort of licensing thing that hap- happened uh-huh. with Hasbro, and it's been pulled from every digital store. So what you're saying is I have to go online and find an emulator, uh, if, if possible. Or you would have to... Is your PlayStation 4 backwards compatible? Can it play PS3 games? Yes. 
then you might just need to go buy like a physical PS3 copy of it if you want to play it. I have the original PlayStation 4 that came out. Okay. It was it came out. That that particular model was the 2015. Yeah. So uh, it should be fine. So like the only way you'd be able to play this game right now is if you already is if you bought it on Steam before it went away, which I did because I'm smart. Or hey now, hey now, yeah, I didn't even know it existed. Well, I know I, that wasn't a dig at you. Or if you had the physical copy, which I also do, but my physical copy doesn't work for some reason. Gay. That's why I bought it on Steam because like it literally just broke and stopped playing on my PS3. So I bought it on Steam so I could keep playing it. Sweet. Okay. Um, so. so this character is an Autobot. Who Holy tra- cow! Yeah, this character is... He a- is gi-freaking-normous! He transforms into a city. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? A city. <laughs> yeah, a city. Literally, a Chad. Yeah, those are tanks he's stepping on. Oh my god. Gosh, that's the kind of voice I want for like a mountain-sized character. Metro. Let me make it louder so that people listening can hear, because I can't do that voice justice. And then if that you... almost reminds me of Isaac from um, Dead Space. A little bit. Isaac Clark. Yeah, a little bit. His voice. A little bit. I don't know why it reminds me of Isaac. Well, I know it's not the same voice actor, and having just played the remake, I know that his voice is nowhere near no, that deep. No, no, it reminds me of, not Isaac, it's uh, another character. Um, uh, Isaac's the main dude. The robot from the first Doom remake. Oh, I don't know Doom at all, so I wouldn't Doom's know. Doom is good, man. But like, for scale reference, that is Optimus Prime he's holding in the palm of his hand. He's the size of his nose. Yeah, Metroplex is ginormous. Optimus is the size of Metroplex's nose. Yeah, Metroplex is ginormous. Metroplex is one of those G1 characters I always talk to you about. Okay. And Metro- is he the one that they would all ride on? Kind of? Ride on? Yeah, like they would all stand on it and it would move around or something of that nature. I don't... Or, or there's another character. I don't think that so. That was huge. There was... In the first season, Jetfire was kind of that... Because they made Jetfire like twice as big as everyone else so he could carry people around. Okay. What was the name of... There's another one that he's pretty big as well. He's bigger than Optimus. I know that. And what, in G1? The original? I think so. Uh, another tangent. Which I'm more than happy. By the way, I was You're gonna, always happy about talking about Transformers. Well, I was going to try and get us onto Transformers anyway... With the exact same tangent we did on Saturday, because I think that is a good tangent to talk about um, stuff. Look, Mariage. Yep. Mariage G1. I don't love Mirage as a character, but I really like his colors. Yeah. I think he's You're really a fan of blue. And white. I think blue and white together is a really cool contrast. If only you add red, then you get America. You're, well, Autobot symbol, but... America. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't know what it is, but I think my fa- my two favorite colors to combine are blue and white. Like, the the contrast between the two is just now, so Now, which cool. shade of blue are we talking about? Um, so... <laughs> I'm giving you crap about the whole colors thing that we talk about a well, here, lot. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I accept 
that there are different shades of colors. I just don't accept Wikipedia's classification of them. Sure. I don't accept Wikipedia's tendency to like put three of the same shade of color on there and say these are three different shades. It's like I am going to put your fist through your face through my fist into a wall. Your fist through my face through your fist through the wall. <laughs> yeah. I am going to I I'm I'm going to do things that are not cash money to say on stream. Exactly. <laughs> they are not gauche. Uh, let me see. It's going gonna, it's gonna to kill me trying to find this wallpaper because it's so hard. Uh, I mean, one, in general, it's always cool just to see, like, all of the JoJo's sure. characters together. But I'm trying to find a very specific one. I think you just passed one up that was kind of interesting up here on the right. A little further. A little further. Ah, no, it's the one above it. That's what I was thinking. Oh, the, this one? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I can't wait for the... I can't wait for Jodio to be added to these. Yeah. Because... By the way, it's new uh new chapter this week. Uh, should, should be dropping sometime today, I think. Oh. Yeah. Uh, either either today or tomorrow, depending on how f quickly the uh, fan translators mm -hmm. work. Because it should already be the 17th in Japan, so it should already be released there. It's just yeah, a matter of it getting to us. It is, like, pushing into, like, nighttime there. Yeah, so should be coming soon. This is, uh, this is the thing. That, the What I'm looking for is so... I don't know why it's so difficult to find, but I can never find it um let me go back up here um and just try josuke Hagashkata. higashkata higashkata uh oh yes here it is so this is ah yes that is really cool yeah so this 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 specific picture is what um is what ha made me have my uh, awakening to the beauty of blue and white together. I see that. This is what made me come out of the closet as a blue and white lover. <laughs> because, yeah, I just... Okay, so across the board, so we have... We have Jotaro and... Star Platinum. Star Platinum. Then we have who? I don't know who that is. Really. Take, a, take a guess. I have no idea. The... Um, so these are all either JoJo's or Zeppelis. I I have no idea. You, that, you, I just said, who are they? <laughs> that's Jonathan. Oh, it is. Yeah, because remember. Was, oh, it's been a while. Well, Sorry. <laughs> well, also remember, like, re like my dude. Remember, uh, if I can find it. Our remember Araki's uh, art style. Changes over time, yeah. Is very different. He went from... he w He's gone from Arnold Schwarzenegger to Twink. Yes. Is his art style. There's Caesar. Okay. Which uh, I should know because of the scarf. Yeah. Well, this is actually the interesting thing. Because, you know, Joseph also had the scarf thing around his head. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, Araki has... Araki has, in the last couple of years, always done that with Jonathan for some reason. He's made it explicit. The way you, know, you tell Joseph apart is he's got the goggles... And the aviator hat, mm -hmm. which is such a weird decision when, like, the bandana is what, like, Joseph's thing from part two. Mm -hmm. And he just doesn't want to do that with Joseph for some reason. But so then you got Caesar's granddad, the original Zeppeli. Mm -hmm. 
Gyro from Part Seven. Sure, I remember. I I definitely remember that one because uh, this week I was jamming out to my anime playlist, and there's a a song that you sh- showed me. It was the Gyro Zeppeli song. Oh, nice! Uh, I've been jamming that one. The fan one. Yeah, and then there was another one. It was a Steel Ball Run, like little soundtrack thing. Yeah, dude, made. you're gonna have to actually start reading it soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you got Jolene, obviously Stone Free, Stone Ocean, Stone Free, Stone Ocean, Stone Free, Stone Free, you cock, Stone Ocean. <laughs> uh, part Eight, Josuke in Soft and Wet, Joseph, Josuke Part Four, Crazy Diamond, Gold Experience, Jorno, Johnny Tusk. Okay. Tusk is significantly smaller than I thought it would be. Well, that's because I think I've mentioned it to you, this to you once, and it's fine that I'm telling you this because you'll forget by the time you actually get around to reading it. Sure. Um, Tusk is the only JoJo stand that has acts. Acts is something that Ar- that Araki introduced in Part 4. which acts. is It's like the idea... It's the they, idea that they grow over time. your stand literally evolves yes. like a Pokemon. I remember you saying that. Yeah, and Johnny is actually the only JoJo whose stand had acts. Because Johnny's the one with the clear, more, most clear character arc. Like, sure. everything... That's why Johnny's such a good character. Everything about him is designed to arc. <laughs> and it's great. It, why? Because it's arc uh, key. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, that's part... That's Tusk 1. Tusk Act 2. Tusk Act Three. Now you'll no- you'll notice it's getting to be human sized. Yes. And then Tusk Act Four is just straight up like Star Platinum type stand. Yeah. It's interesting how it looks like chainmail a little bit. Yeah, I think it's a really neat design. I I don't I don't appreciate I don't like how chunky it is at the shoulders. It's a bit too wide. Sure. But I like the chainmail and stuff, and that's just a beautiful drawing too. Yes. Ark, he's always killing it. So back to Transformers. Yeah, we, we were talking about the blue and white. You were asking me. Um, it's a it's a really really big guy, and I can never remember his freaking name. Really big was Autobot or Decepticon? Autobot. G one. Are you thinking Armada? I'm thinking G one. Okay. Just wanted to because make sure. I remember it's the old old style. And it's, did you say Autobot or Decepticon? I believe it was Autobot. Autobot. Okay. Um... I'll just try and think. Because I remember you saying he was uh, he had um, a really really large um, action figure that you could buy from him. Oh, oh, that actually crossed my mind. I just didn't think you were talking about him. Are you talking about Fortress Maximus? Yes. Yeah. That one. Fortress Maximus, uh, who headmaster, headmaster yeah, for the longest time held the record for biggest Transformers toy ever made. Yeah. Yeah, the reason what threw me off is he's talked about people writing on him. I remember showing you that that picture from that comic. That's not something that happened often. That was like a one time thing. Okay, which is why I didn't think. Yeah, because it. it was it was he was in this mode essentially, kind of. Yeah, and, and um, and, and that was just like the comics sort of trying to find a use for that mode because. Wait, I think I just saw it. No, you didn't. It's farther up, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That was them just trying to find a use for his mode because uh, Fortress Maximus was actually very similar to um, Metroplex and the fact that the reason he's supposed to be so big canonically is because he transforms into a giant building. Sure. And I think... He's not a city. He's just a building. He's yeah. that much smaller. And, or, depending on the continuity, sometimes he transforms into a spaceship. But he is big enough for people to ride inside of him. Sure. 
conceptually, usually in the comics, um, like Marvel or IDW is the more recent one that I'm familiar with, like, um, uh, let me find a good example. Like in the one in the more recent IDW comics, like he's usually about the same size as a, he's about Optimus sized mm. most of the time, and that's just for um, storytelling reasons. It's hard to like actually do stuff with him when he's like fifty times the size of everyone he, he's else. A tank. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's usually what they do. Most comic stuff when they use him, they will shrink him down to Optimus size and just make him a like a massive tank, both figuratively and literally. Yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, you were thinking of Fort Max, or as Grimlock calls him in one of the tr- original Marvel comics, Fruit Loop Multipuck. <laughs> I told you that story. There was I, I forgot the name. There was like a, it, I've slept since then. Well, there were three names. There was a, the joke is Grimlock in the Marvel comics is really dumb, and so he can't pronounce Fortress Maximus's face, so he calls him many different names, including Fork Tongue Maxi Face, Full <laughs> Full Strength Motley Puss, and. <laughs> And Fort Tongue Maxiface or something. No, Fort Tongue Maxiface, Full Strength Motley Puss. And what was the first one I said? Uh, Fruit Loop Multipuck. Fruit Loop Multipuck. Yeah. He is a really big uh, Transformer, though. He's really cool looking, though. Yeah, Fortress Max. You can even see from the artwork there, he's one of the ones that was more heavily inspired by, like, the Japanese roots yes. of Transformers. Which, I, I've got a lot, I've got, like, mixed feelings on Fortress Maximus, because I'm one of those guys who, like, I like things to be accurate to the source. Sure. So there's a part of me that doesn't like shrinking him down, but then there's a part of me that's also, like, I would, they literally would never be able to do anything with him. They probably could, um, but it would require a lot more, um, action. So well, I would say, like, having Fortress Maximus... Instead of him being like sentient and having like super cognitive uh, abilities, uh, you would have him be a little bit dumber down, more robot esque, and easier to be taken control of. Well, the the reason why they can't do that is because Fortress Maximus is supposed to be like an Optimus type leader. That's part of his. Ah. Um, like if you actually, so if you actually wanted to like do the best of both worlds, you'd probably have to do with the Japanese version of transformers did <laughs> if i hear someone ask how's the weather up there one more time primus help them yeah <laughs> speaking of primus um it re- leads me into what we did see at the movie theater was one of the big cardboard like stand in front of things yeah before. they're already doing uh, promotion for rise of the beast in which honestly it looks like it's gonna be a very good movie to watch. Dude, I'm hoping. I, well, I, I, God knows I need a win because Transformers has been like, aside from... It's Bum- been the only thing. Aside from Bumblebee, Transformers has been crap for like 10 years now. Yeah, yeah. God knows I need a win in something Transformers related. Hasbro's also been just like falling on their face. Doing crap. You mean like political type stuff? Oh, well, that. Not to mention the shows that they've been coming out with recently. Oh, they're sh- not as good. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like all the Transformers shows that have come out recently have just been like not good at all. Yeah. 
Um, but so, but we will be back to Transformers in a minute when I compare it to the Mario movie because that's something I really want to do. Sure. Now we got to go all the way back to my first tangent about uh, Rachel from church. Oh wow! I wow! Know, I know. Right? Wow! <laughs> I forgot completely about that. I, I never forget. There's a reason my favorite el- animal is an elephant <laughs> because I too never forget. <laughs> There's a a particular bug that's the same way. Like it will if it if it sees you like disturb its nest, it will follow you for the rest of its life. Is that true? Yes. Which bug is that? It, it's it's like a giant yellow jacket of some sort. Oh. It's, it's pretty massive. Oh. Okay. Um, like, it's... It's about that big. Yeah. So, somehow, while I was talking to her that night, I don't remember what the timeline of it was. But you, you guys started talking about Arcane or something of that nature? We didn't, we didn't talk about it because she's not seen it, but I brought it up to her. Okay. I don't remember how we got to that, but we did somehow. And I don't remember, like, what the timeline for it happening was because, like, she and I got to the um, coffee house before everyone else. It was actually insane because I, I left after everyone because I helped Anthony clean everything up. Sure. At the church, and I still somehow beat everyone else except her to the coffee house. I don't know how, but so like we were, so like we were there alone till everyone got there, and so we were talking about like TV and stuff, or just making small talk, and like Arcane came up, and I was like really recommending it to her because I really recommend it to everyone. It's because, a really good show. Yeah, because if you have a pulse, you'll like it. Um, dude, it's like what Maddie Montgomery. It's so weird that I'm gonna make this comparison. Sure, it feels almost it feels almost sacrilegious to make this comparison. Oh, but I'm no. going to anyway. It's like when Matt, Pastor Maddie said, like, if you have if you have neighbors um, who you've never talked to about the gospel, you need to go to them and apologize for not sharing the hope that you have with them. Yeah, it's that it's it, for me. It's like that with Arcane. It's like if I didn't share Arcane with you, I'd have to apologize for not <laughs> for, for not giving you the opportunity to experience it. My gosh, I know it feel it feels almost it, it almost feels sacrilegious. Yeah, it feels like I shouldn't be making that comparison, but I just did. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, we need we need to get Pastor Maddie to listen to one of these. Oh gosh, no. Oh, we'll be in so much trouble. Dude, this... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dude, he's... I, I In my meeting with him, I mentioned, like, him wanting to do podcasts and stuff. I almost told him about this and be like, hey, listen, like, it's... You, it can be my demo reel. Like, you should hire me to do the podcast when you guys inevitably do it. Yeah. Oh, he's actually going to do, like, an actual podcast format thing? Uh, he announced it at church one time. It's something he wants to... He said he wants to do, like, podcast-type stuff, type stuff out of the church. I don't know what the... I asked it would be upstairs, I know that, because they already have all the equipment ready to go. Yeah. And I know I asked him about it. He said, like, that's still far out. Like, it's he just knows it's something he wants to do. He doesn't know, like, what the timeline's going to be for us to get there. But I almost brought this up and was like, hey, I've got a demo reel. Like, I can I can do the podcast, and I can even... If you want, I have Blue Ratsberry. I'm willing to try it. If you really like blue... Is there white in it? Uh, I don't know. There's white on the can. Yes! Good enough! Yes! That is a good combination! <laughs> that is actually a good combination of I colors. I also like the double shade of blue in that. Yes! Dude, blue is such a cool color! Yeah. 
when I was, blue was my favorite color when I was a child. And then when I became like an edgy, depressed, goth, atheist, edgelord as a teenager, I liked black a lot. And now I'm back to blue because blue's, can't curse on stream. Blue's freaking incredible. Blue's, blue's incredible. Yeah. Best color. Now you really got to like blue. That is not bad. Dude, that tastes like the blue raspberry suckers you get at, um... Yeah! Yes! At, yes, um, I know exactly. The doctor's good. office. That is not a bad taste at all. That is a worthy taste for this can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, blue raspberry, um, sparkling ice with caffeine is what we're talking about right here. <laughs> well, another... They are also sponsoring us. Yes, I hope they are sponsoring us on this show. Please, Sparkling Ice, love me! <laughs> Please, Sparkling Ice, give me money! I don't even care if you don't give me money, just give me Sparkling Ice, I'm thirsty! Ignore Luke, I want money! <laughs> send Henry the money, just send me Sparkling Ice! I, like, literally, <laughs> within the last four or five years, I swear to you, I've probably funded the Midwest for them. <laughs> Because I've drank so much sparkling ice. I like at one point in time I was drinking three and four of these cans a day. I was drinking two or three bottles a day. Dude, it actually is insane that there is sparkling ice out there that actually tastes good. I know, right? It's like it's like actually like sparkling water. And you're like, man, sparkling water, what's wrong with it? Why does it all taste bad? No calories. That's why. Uh. Whereas all of these, all of sparkling ice. Have coffee. Uh, not coffee. Coffee. <laughs> Calories. I don't know why my brain immediately went to coffee. Couldn't even... Couldn't have... No, no. It's speech impediment things, man. I don't know. But so, back to my story. Mm-hmm. Um, Arcane. Yeah, so we... Somehow Arcane came up and I was recommending it to her. And then it also came up. I don't know why. This, this actually comes up a lot, but the fact that I have not seen The Office... Because you mentioning the office is what actually got me to go down this. Oh, okay. Uh, multifaceted. It is. It is a toxic show and is cringe. Right. And so I've never seen it. And everyone, people recommend it to me all the time because they're like, "It's you'd love it. It's your kind of humor." And I've watched clips of it on YouTube, and it is my type of humor. But it's like my type of humor in the same way that Monty Python is, where I'm just like, yeah, "Nah, it wouldn't work for you because it doesn't work for me." Right. Because I know your your humor is a little bit further past mine, and The Office is not for me. Like I've watched clips, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of a funny thing. Yeah, I'm not sitting over here dying laughing like everyone else is. Yeah, because I'm not like a simp for stupid cringe American TV. Yeah, that's the thing. It goes back to the the comedy thing because like I think The Office its jokes are structured in a way that I should like. But it's just like, it, it's the same as Monty Python, where it's just like, it, yeah, it's like technically my humor. I think probably you would like the li- life of Brian more. I've seen it. I I don't remember laughing at it. Oh, okay. Um, I've seen Life of Brian. I've seen Holy Grail. I don't think I've seen He's anything. not the Messiah. He's a naughty boy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was the maybe it was the religious aspect of it that Probably. made it difficult for me to laugh at. I think the one thing that made me laugh is when they um, did the full frontal nudity of that one dude. Oh, I didn't even remember that. Yeah, there's a there's a part, and it, I only laugh because it's it shocked me so much. But like he gets out of bed, and then he like it's like it's like perfectly framed like his window, 
with his oh, clothes. Okay. He like throws open the window, and the dude's just butt ass naked, and like with like with like his junk hanging out and everything, and there's just like it just holds on him, just standing in his window like that. And I think I laughed because I was like, "What the? F- <laughs> why? Why are they like this?" Yeah. yeah. So, arcane. Yeah, arcane. So office. But my point is like. I bet I probably would like the office a little bit. There's the 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 re, the reason I'm actually digging in my heels more is because I just I like I like being the guy who's not seen it. I was able to make it. I would say I made it through season one and part of season two, and that's all I could stomach. Okay. I was so done with it at that point. Okay, so like. Um, what was I gonna say? You and Rachel were talking. No, not not that. I'll get back to that. But I th- what I was gonna say is like, it's like I've got a friend who's never seen Star Wars and he refuses to see it because like that's he says that's his thing. Like that's my fun fact that I tell people. I've not seen Star Wars. Yeah, and it makes people freak out. And that's kind of like me with The Office, where it's like that's my that's my fun fact that makes people really upset at me they're like you've not seen the office you'd love it and i'm like well that's nope. how i was with scott pilgrim for a while and people were like I'm an well but the, the difference is scott pilgrim is worth i actually it. watched it though. yeah and scott pilgrim's worth it. dude i matthew norell and i showed scott pilgrim to sam and rachel like two weeks ago rachel fell asleep 10 minutes in and sam was on her phone for most of it yeah. I wanted to it's die. Called, it's called uncultured. I wanted to, like... I am actually, like... Oh, I've not actually had a chance to... Just remember, Henry. Some people are uncultured. I will... Listen, I will give Rachel some leeway. Because, like, falling asleep... It, w- it was a Sunday night. Like, I was almost falling asleep because I had to be up for men's prayer. Like, I will give falling asleep some leeway. I was more upset at Sam for being on her phone. I was like, I'm going... I'm like I am like ah. I am like this close to smashing your phone. But the thing is this, you have to understand this though. Sam would like the like Sam is to the office where you are to Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> like the office is oh, her thing. Oh, it, they just, they just look so gay. <laughs> <laughs> the other day I was at work and I was just like standing there doing something and immediately in my head Jeremy Clarkson flashed and the only thing I could think of was it's good and all there appears to be a slant on it there appears to be a slant on it and, then, and yeah it's a little higher on this side. and then yeah Richard you're Hammond, right you're, you're right it does appear to be higher on that side <laughs> <laughs> I quoted it out loud and nobody else was around me so I was like talking to myself but I was just like I had to say it out loud because it was funny <laughs> but yes Sam Sam is like one of those people who I know is like super die hard into the office and like super like bandwagony things whereas yourself is over here like freaking Clarkson yeah <laughs> just being the oh why are they gonna be so good? I've still not. I've still not sorted Top Gear. I think if I was gonna start one right now, it would be Clarkson's Farm. Yeah, I, I want to start Clarkson's Farm because, myself. like, 
I'm not that into cars. I'm more. I would more be there for like the hosts, obviously. And I feel like I'm gonna. Get... I will, I want to go through and just watch all of the number of times that freaking James May talked about the Dacia Sandero. <laughs> <laughs> the Dacia Sandero is supposed to be coming out in the next five years or so. I just know. Um, there's. Like, I think I would get more mileage out of Jeremy Clarkson trying to run a farm than I would out of him talking about cars, even though both would be good. Well, the thing is, you'd think it, it would be, like, less, uh, like, funny or something of that nature, but I swear to you, it is hilarious half the time. Because majority of time... Oh, dude, I know. I've seen the clips. Like, I know Top Gear is phenomenal. Top Gear, like, it, it is true, like, British slapstick. It's the way that just hits us. Dude, I, I heard a story. Um, I haven't... I think I did watch the clip after, but I remember there was a time where Hammond, because he tends to crash so many of his cars. Yes. <laughs> Hammond, like, he was testing a car out on a racetrack and he crashed it. Like, I think he, like, flipped it, like, three times mm -hmm. and crashed it into a wall and he had to be airlifted to the hospital and he had, like, a... His leg was, like, screwed up ten ways from Sunday. Yeah. And I remember, like... They, they checked on him and everything because Jeremy Clarkson and James Bay, obviously, they actually do care about yeah, each other. Like, they checked on him, but, like, after they, they had gotten him in the helicopter and airlifted him away, like, after, essentially, they knew he was going to be fine. He was getting treated. They started dogging him. <laughs> well, what happened is uh, Jeremy Clarkson, if I remember correctly, like, he was talking, he was talking, um, he was, like, doing the face cam thing where he's, like, talking to his crew and they're filming him outside. He was like, yeah, so we have cameras strung up all along the track to catch to capture everything that goes on in here and somehow that unbelievable bastard managed to crash in the one section of the track that we didn't have cameraed up so we don't have footage of it <laughs> Somehow Hammond, that unbelievable bastard. <laughs> I love Clarkson so much. Like he, he truly is. Like if if I wouldn't say I have a spirit animal, but my 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 view of humor and comedy, if it had a spirit animal. Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> my, so my spirit animal is the bastard love child of Jeremy Clarkson and James May. Oh, gosh. And my Zodiac sign is Scott Pilgrim. Oh, gosh. <laughs> now, for me, like, I also like, um, there's this, um, a Scottish comedian named Frankie Boyle. I've heard the name. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh! Were you doing an, a Scottish impression No, there? no, it's just, oh, he's so... He's atrocious, but at the same time, some of the things that he would say were just downright hilarious. And, oh, him mixed with Clarkson. Oh, it'd be so good, man. It'd be so good. Dude, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I saw a clip recently of them. I don't know if it was World Tour Top Gear, but they were basically they had gotten all their cars and they were like literally outside this freaking tunnel like a one lane tunnel with no lights in it and i think the entire idea is like this this tunnel like you've got to go slow through it because there are no lights and when you get to the end of the tunnel it it makes a t so there are two ways you can turn and then there's just a brick wall and so like it's entirely possible if you go too fast just, you just yeah just like 
right into it, and they were going to try to to like one by one get their cars down there as fast as they could and make the turn. Was that Hammond's idea? I don't know whose idea it was. But <laughs> well, maybe if we, we drive as fast as we can to get to the end of the tunnel and then make the turn. Yeah, that was the, the entire challenge was just to make that turn going as fast as possible. And so Clarkson went first, and he actually made it, I believe. Surprisingly, he didn't crash. <laughs> yeah, Clarkson managed to make it. I think he may have, like... I think it was literally, like... Like, when he drifted the turn, he came, like, this close to hitting the wall. Oh, jeez. It was something like that. James May went second, and he went he went faster than Clarkson. I think it was, like, Clarkson went, like, 40 down, and May went, like, 50 or 60 through the tunnel. Yeah. And then he makes the turn, and, and like, literally, you see the thing. He makes the turn, and just goes, boom! <laughs> side, like, side of the car goes straight into the, like, wall. <laughs> oh! Oh! Just... Hits it full force, and they have to stop everything, and they check on him. And I think, like, I think he actually did get a head injury or something. I'm not sure. Like, he got it. Probably whiplash a little bit. Yeah, he got a head injury, so they had to get him out of there. And so then... Freaking Hammond. <laughs> yeah. And after that, Hammond went, and he drove down the tunnel at five miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> And then I think after he got to the turn, he did the turn. He just looks at Jeremy Clarkson like, I did it. (laughs) Here's the funniest thing. He did that because he knows better. (laughs) He knows better. Yeah, he knew not to do it. Because he knew how much of an accident he could cause. And he didn't do it because James. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dude, there's so much stuff, like the clip of them flooding, like, what's it, Hammond's RV. <laughs> <laughs> that was, um... Wasn't it like... No, it was James, uh, they, uh, flooded. Well, wasn't it like they, wasn't it like Hammond flooded James, one of James's cars, so then, so then James and Jeremy, like, flooded Hammond's RV that he was living in? No, I think it was another way, I think it was another way around, like, they did it to Clarkson or Hammond. So then, no, so, May did it to Clarkson. So Clarkson goes, and he, like, pops open the top, (laughs) the the top of his little uh, camper, and just puts a hose in the top of there, and they just start pumping water in there. And he goes to get in it, and the door he opens... It just flash floods him and onto his behind. He is soaked beyond belief. Yeah, I remember that. Also, the number of times they've done things to James is hilarious. Like where they they turned the radio up on him and then just super glued all the knobs to where it I was it was blasting German house music. <laughs> I remember that. Just ow, 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 ow. <laughs> Is just blasting German house music, and then they super glued all of the knobs on his radio so he couldn't turn it down, he couldn't do anything to turn it off, and they super glued the radio in place so he couldn't <laughs> yank it out of the dash. I remember that. That may have been one of the episodes my teacher showed me in class. <laughs> There's so many different moments in that show where you're just like, man, these guys love being around each other and hate being around each other. That's what that's a show we need to react to. Yeah. That would be a great reaction. But um so 
Back to my story about Rachel. Because <laughs> we're still doing that. That's the best. We've been trying to get out on that story for 30 minutes. That's the best part of the podcast. Exactly. The rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so somehow it came up that I had never seen The Office. And I was talking to her about Arcane, how good it was. I was like, you should absolutely see it. I recommend it to everyone. And Rachel, freaking Rachel goes, well, how about this? I'll watch Arcane if you watch The Office. And I was like, you unbelievable. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> and you know, the reason for it is like, I, like, I told her, like, you, the thing that pisses me off the most is I'm, I'm almost willing to bite the bullet on The Office to make you watch Arcane. <laughs> Don't. And I'm so upset at you. <laughs> Don't. And she was like, well, those are my terms. And I was like, I see what, the, watch office clips. Well, I was I was like, watch office clips. Well, yeah, I started watching it. I watched this one clip where. Yeah. Well, I was sitting there like, see, Rachel, see, we've never actually had the, a protracted conversation before. This is the first time, and I like you actually seem cool, and now you're doing this, and like I just don't want to like be friends with you now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell her that? No. Oh, you should have. It would have been funny. <laughs> He's like, well then, I don't know about this friendship. Then. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> it was good meeting you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. Now. So, we could loop all the way back to Mario. Ah, yes. Um, the reason for the season of pain that we are in. I did think it was cool that they had the original guy who did Mario in the movie. Oh, yeah, that's something. He was the dad as well. Yeah, he was their dad. He was um, some... This random dude named Giuseppe, because was... that's not culturally insensitive. Well, he was clearly based on, like, the original Mario design. Yeah. Like, Jumpman or whatever. Uh-huh. But, um, actually, what I was going to talk about, I don't even know how I got off on the... I don't. I can't remember. I'm not. I've not listened back to our last two episodes yet. I'm gonna need to listen back to this one to figure out how our conversation went the way it did. Because we were. I was gonna talk about the penguins. It was the humor. I was talking ah, about yes. humor. Yes. So. Uh, so, I've got like a cold or something right now. I keep having to clear my throat. I woke up with the worst like strep throat. Uh. Like it. It hurt to swallow. Like I woke. My throat was on fire this morning. I woke up with just a little bit of a congestion. That was about it. I got congestion too, but dude, the the throat hurt way worse. Yeah. But so, <clears throat> so the penguins, and what in at the beginning of this movie? Yeah, at the beginning of the movie, and the entire, the entire genesis of every um of every like stray trail we went down just now, was me talking about humor. And, and, like, what it means to be funny to different My people. Gosh. Yeah, exactly. And so... Now, to think of how many rabbit trails we had within there. <laughs> and now we're circling back. After, what, 40 minutes? I honestly thought we'd been recording for longer than that. That's not bad. Yeah. So, um... <clears throat> So it's difficult to talk about like what is and is not funny or what is and is not a good joke because different people will laugh at different stuff. Um, but something that you and I sort of touched on on Saturday while we were talking about it is like the humor in this movie, a lot of it is very obvious humor to make. 
And obvious humor isn't necessarily bad if it's... <clears throat> Like, because a joke can be obvious and it can still be funny. And it can be funny for different reasons. Like, it can just be like the joke is funny because you told it, it was obvious, but you set it up well and you paid it off well. Or it can be the joke was obvious and the fact that it was so obvious makes it funny that you committed, even though, like, yeah. Even though it, it like, shouldn't have been. And then there's, like, anti humor stuff that's so unfunny that it ter- becomes funny if you say it with a straight face. <clears throat> Like a good ex- like like James not James but like um um yeah James May cheese or cheese yeah exactly or like so that's one kind of anti humor where it's like you just take something or me blowing my nose to in order to get someone <laughs> to laugh for yeah. example but or there's the other kind of anti humor where it's like where it's like like there's the anti humor where it's like you well it could all well hey. Where it's like, hey, you know what's worse than losing your job? Being a Holocaust victim. Yeah. It's like, that's also anti-humor, where it's like, it's not actually funny. It's just the fact that you went it's to... It's the shock value. It's the fact that you went so extreme with the example is what, like, elicits a laugh. So there are so many different ways Which to... Which I make that joke to a lot of people all the time. And they're like, man, my life sucks so bad. I'm like, it could always be worse. It could always be worse. It could... are like, How? How can it be worse? You could be a Holocaust victim. You could be that guy. <laughs> you could be the guy in the back of the gas chamber. <laughs> that would actually that that actually probably would be a joke that I would appreciate. Is if like someone's complaining about their life, and then like let's say like one of our friends in our friend group is complaining about something, and and I see you walk up to them and go like, you know, it could all be it could always be worse, and then you just point to one of the worths and say like you could be them <laughs> that would make me laugh just because it's so random yeah actually oh wait it's i was about to say we have to edit that but like it's literally in the it's name the worth of, yeah. yeah it's literally in the name worth of the cookie company. company yeah you could be them. that would be a joke that makes me laugh and i just use their name because they're sponsoring this so their name's already out there that's literally the only reason i thought i used that name yeah you're welcome y'all we're gonna keep saying the worth company because it's totally worth it. I mean, if you know what I mean, it's worth it. I expect, I expect royalties when you start using that slogan. <laughs> <laughs> I and we know we know you're gonna be listening to this podcast. Yeah, as you're sitting there in your truck at work. <laughs> ah, ah, breaking the fourth wall here, huh? Yeah, <laughs> pretty great. Dude, that fourth wall's been broken for a while. I know, right? <laughs> so, but humor. Uh, yeah, so different kinds of humor and like funny joke. No, the thing that makes them the most difficult is a bad joke can be funny if you recognize that it's bad. Yeah, like that is something I love to do. If like, you understand like the joke's supposed to be bad, and they understand their joke is bad, it's kind of funny. Yeah, like it's that. It's it's that like it literally happens with me all the time. You've been there for it, where I just say something and everyone just like they try. We not... just look at you and just like, ah, it's funny, but stop yeah. Henry. Well, not even that. It's like it's like they they start laughing at something I say and they're kind of ashamed that they're laughing because they know it's not funny because <laughs> they know it's not actually funny and I know it's <laughs> yeah exactly. Dude, that's a perfect example. Just you know, just looking at Matthew and going ah. <laughs> Business, yeah. business, dude. Business. Matthew, dude, Matthew was at Young Adults last Friday because I saw. yeah, because Norell was um, 
leading worship. And we we did a Bible study that night instead of Anthony preaching. And there was one point where um, there was um, one time where Matthew like piped up to say something about what we were talking about. And I think it, when he, he introduced himself, he goes like, Hello, everyone, I'm Matthew. I am, of course, uh, this lovely woman's husband or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's talking. And then a couple of people just go, I love you, Matthew, in the group. And as they're doing that, they're like, Matthew, you're awesome. Matthew's just like, oh, well, thank you. I just go, aha! <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, dang it, Henry. <laughs> well, he did, he did the thing where he tried not to laugh, he but just- he... Yeah, but he did laugh. <laughs> he did the whole smirk of trying to hold it in. <laughs> yes, he did the he did the try to hold the smirk in thing. But yeah, everyone's just going like, Matthew, you're awesome. I just go, aha. Uh-huh. And I did it super loud. I go, aha. <laughs> I bet he really appreciated that. <laughs> he either really appreciated it or was really upset and just didn't let me know. I don't think. But here's the point: you have to remember this. He, he is our Jewish friend, and the thing is, regardless of whether you have a Jewish card or not, he can't really take it away from you <laughs> because he's accepted. You're going to be that guy who doesn't <laughs> care. Yeah. Well, what, what I mean is like, like there's no middle ground. I think with, with for Matthew when it comes to stuff, either either you get him when he's in a good mood and he loves that joke. Or you get him when he's in a when he's not in a good mood, and he's just like, "I not today." And I did <laughs> exactly like when we were at the restaurant uh, a couple weeks back, and he's like, "Not not today with your crap, Henry. Not yeah. today." Yeah, and I don't know what day last Friday was for him. So <laughs> it was a good day, apparently. Yeah, but so because because well, he did the smirk. Yeah, but so. <laughs> But so that's that's another example of humor where it's like that's that shouldn't be funny, but the fact that like I commit to it mm-hmm. is what makes it funny for some reason. It but makes so, it hilarious. Which is all just a long-winded way of saying what I'm about to talk about is like the jokes in the very at the very beginning of the movie that were bad. And it's well, it's difficult because I know there were children in the theater laughing at it. I think some of the parents were too. The reason I didn't like it, which is the reason I think you also didn't like it. So Bowser shows up at this kingdom to conquer it, and it's a kingdom full of penguins. And it's the Ice Kingdom. The Ice Kingdom. And the first joke is he's walking up to the like the uh, wall around the kingdom, and there's a huge shadow on it, so it makes it look like the people it's, it's inside like the, the front king- gates or whatever. Yeah, the and shadow it's... on the gates is huge, so it looks like there are a bunch of monsters in there. And then the gate comes down, it's a bunch of penguins that are like knee-high to Bowser. And so that's the first... <laughs> They're knee-high. I like how you said that. Yeah. And so it's like... And so it's like... Um, and so that's the first joke, which is an which was the obvious joke. I knew it's it. It's just a... Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, I had seen them in the uh-huh. trailer, so I knew how big they were going to be. But, like, yeah. But, like, it's one of those jokes where it's like... It doesn't make it like it doesn't make you mad. It's just like obvious joke. Sure. Yeah. Doesn't make me laugh. It's but, a given. Yeah. But like, there's a setup and there's a payoff. Not a very, cl- not a very like, well, not a very like complex or genius one, but there is one. But so then, the penguin, like the penguin king, is basically like, "Go away from here, Bowser! You suck! You're a simp! Princess Peach will never love you." He doesn't say this exactly. You cock. <laughs> he doesn't say these words entirely. Yeah. But he's like, "Go away, or we shall taunt you a second time." <laughs> <laughs> and so then he, and so then they um, that he's like, "If you will." You, if you will not leave, we will be forced to uh, to fight you. And then it starts playing the rock music. I think it's... 
Like think, they, they just start going crazy on him. Yeah, and they start like going crazy. Throwing snowballs and, like, launching a catapult and then... Yeah, they launch a, cat- a snowball catapult at him that doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's just snowballs. And so that's the, that's the second joke, is they're like, we will have to destroy you, and then they start throwing snowballs at him. <laughs> that- it, it actually, like, is intense at first, and then they do, like, because they're only giving you the forward shot of just the penguins doing their action, throwing towards the camera. Yeah, the joke. And then it pans to the side view of them throwing from the right side of the screen to where Bowser was on the left side of the screen, and he's just getting pelted with snowballs. Yeah, and he's just not moving. <laughs> and so that was the first point where, like, that's another joke, and it's not, like, that's fine, too. But that was where I was like, man, I, I feel like it would have been funnier. Actually, no, let me go a little bit further, because I think the best version of this joke is, so they throw the snowballs, and he goes, that is just but a taste of our power. Do you yield? And Bowser goes, I do not. Or... Like, he's just like, nah, I do not. And then they attack the penguins and decimate them. And I was like, I think the best version of that joke, if you want to keep in the joke about the penguins throwing the snowballs and not, not doing anything, which that's a fine joke for a kid's movie, whatever. I think the best version of that joke, what I would like to see is like where he's like, that is but the taste of our power. Do you yield it? And Bowser's like, I do not. He goes, very well. And then just the penguins just start attacking. Just... Yeah, and they just go like rabid and feral on them. Mind you, they're slow because they have short legs, but um, like they're still like going like yeah. Well, I just, I just, I would have appreciated the idea that like you've spent so much time undercutting them as like these harmless sort of things, then they just come out of nowhere. It's like oh, they actually are kind of dangerous, and obviously Bowser would still beat them. Yeah, but I feel like that would have been like the icing on the joke cake that would have. Pr- I don't think I would have laughed, but it would have actually gotten a smile out of me if it's just like, do you yield? I do not. Stop. And Bowser's just like, oh my god! Oh my god! He's like, ah, fire! Whoosh! <laughs> yeah. that- do you yield now? <laughs> Terrifying! Yes. Yeah, so uh, the, the joke almost seemed forced. It didn't, no, it didn't seem forced. It was just... The most obvious version of it. Yeah. And obvious humor isn't... I think the problem is it felt like... It it didn't just feel obvious. It felt like lazy, I guess. Like, that's... that. I mean, that is Nintendo's uh, motto. Be lazy and take our time with all this crap. That is... I mean, it just... The jokes... Like, those jokes involving the penguins, like, they are, they're, they're jokes. They are obviously funny to a certain extent. Especially if it's the first movie you've ever seen. Those jokes will seem hilarious. Sure. Um, but to me, it was just like, this is like, so, like, if jokes are a hill, and the top of, the peak of the hill is, like, the climax of the joke where the punchline lands, it's like, you got halfway up the hill, Mm-hmm. In your joke, and then stop there. It's like, ah, uh, yeah. You could have made it funnier, and I think the funnier version would have been like the penguins actually are like ravenous creatures. Yeah, ravenous creatures. Where it's like, if you, if you don't yield to our snowballs, we we will peck you to death, and <laughs> we will peck you to death, and rip out your eyeballs and feed them to your children. That's the PG-13 version. <laughs> That's no longer a kid's movie. They just start going... <laughs> also, I had made mention the other night, the inside of a 
penguin's mouth. <laughs> you need to look that up right now. No. Just so you understand, like, what I was talking about. You can look it up. Okay. <laughs> I like that Penguin. I like that it auto-filled to Pete Davidson. <laughs> it's a very horrifying look. How they have these, like... What the hell? Yeah. There's these like little barbed hair looking deals on the inside of a, a penguin's mouth. Dude, that's, this is the image that I remember. Dude, those are and like that's horrifying. Dude, those are like bloodborne uh enemies. Oh yeah. Yeah. They are not friendly. So the idea that talk, a dude talk about a wolf in sheep's clothing. Exactly. Penguins are actually not to be messed with. Because if they bite you one time, you are in trouble. But they look so cute. Yeah, but they smell like fart all the time. You don't know that. Name 19 penguins that you know. Have you been to the zoo lately? Not lately. Exactly. Memphis, Have you been to the penguin exhibit? Dude, Memphis had a ballin' zoo when I was growing up. St. Louis had a really good one. And the thing is, always the penguins smelled bad. And it's just the nature of their exhibit, because penguin poop always smells horrible. I mean, mo... No, it smells worse than most. Most poop smells horrible. I'm aware of that, but penguin poop smells significantly worse. <clears throat> so, the obvious joke there was not great. But, at the same time... It, it was a joke. Like I, yeah, I, I will, it, it I will was a joke. I will credit the film for having a stab at humor... <laughs> Stab at you more. Yeah. But but it was definitely no um actually so the other joke that I liked that like actually got a it it got a smile I think it got a smirk out of me. The star got a laugh out of me. Sure. My version of the penguin fight got a laugh out of me. <laughs> the yeah. version I imagined in my head. Yes. The the other joke that got a smirk out of me was that one toad with the really deep voice. Oh yes. <laughs> like, I'll do it. <laughs> Prince, so like all the toads are like they talk like with really they high about, voices. Like, they're on helium all the yeah. time. They talk with really high voices. They talk about how we're always so cute. And then there was one toad on like the Council of Toads that was like Princess the the the, the, the oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Princess the Koopa Kingdom is on its way. We need to do something about this. That got a smile out of oh. me. So, actually, no, what got more of a smile out of me is every time he talked, he sounded like that. Like, they committed to it. Yeah. I, I, I expected him to be in one scene and then to never show up again, but he kept showing back up with that voice. And I was like, they're committing. I appreciate that. Yeah. And so, um, like we had said originally, as a whole, like, this movie was a meh. But yeah. at the same time, like... Like, notice that we've not actually talked about the story really at all. Yeah. We've only talked about the voices... And the two jokes that we liked. Yeah, that's about it. Like, the fact that we've not talked about the story at all should tell you all you need to know about the story. <laughs> it wasn't that memorable. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, I mean, the story was a story. The The thing is, it was very thinly plotted, as yeah. uh, one a reviewer had said. It is, like, it is... Mario is... We've talked before about Demon Slayer. Mario is actually what I would point to as an example of what I think Demon Slayer is. Where it's like, it's just a very bare-bones story. Well, speaking of, they just released uh, Season 3, Episode 2 yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
And it's actually, it's, the plot is thickening a lot. The plot is thickening Yeah, thickening Yeah. Um, which is not a slide against Demon Slayer. I think Demon Slayer is better than the Mario movie, but the Mario movie is, like, it actually a good example of what I think of when I think Demon Slayer, which is, like, really just bare-bones story. But, like, not a whole lot to talk about story-wise. It's really all the stuff around the story to talk about. That That is the thing I have noticed also about Demon Slayer. Like, it's not about... The the reason why I feel it is, is as successful as it is is because of how visually stunning it is. It's the visuals, and I think... Like, it's not bad to be a bare-bones story. I think that's part of the reason Mario's doing so good right now is because when you've got a story... That is as, like, so stripped down and basic as the Mario movie. That's going to appeal to a lot of just normies. Yeah. Um, that That's not going to translate to, like, a super big cultural footprint. Which I've noticed with Demon Slayer. Like, I think I watched Demon Slayer season one. I know I watched season one. I watched it. I saw the first movie in theaters. And part of the reason, I think, is because there was so much hype around it. I checked it out. I felt no drive to check out season two or three. And I think that's partly because, like, it's basically left the cultural sort of conversation. Yeah. Like, it is just a stand... Like... For three years ago, Demon Slayer was the biggest thing ever. Yeah. Everyone knew what it was. Like, it was... We talked about it on stream. Demon Slayer, in, like, one year, the manga outsold all of Attack on Titan, which is insane. At one point in time, it was um, the top 22 uh, best-selling manga volumes. Sure. Yeah, there was only, like, one volume... Uh, the top twenty two spots were Demon Slayer. Oh, I and see what you're saying. the 23rd spot was a One Piece novel. It yeah. was a One Piece manga. Of course, it was One Piece. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what I mean. So, like, a, a story like Demon Slayers or Super Mario's, like, it's, it's sort of like Star Wars. Like, I've talked about how Star Wars A New Hope has a very bare bones story. Yeah. Which is kind of why, like, A New Hope. Like, Star Wars Episode Four isn't usually the Star Wars movie anyone, that like, will point to that they want to talk about. Yeah. Like, it's... it's usually Empire or Episode Three. Yeah, it's Empire... Like, e- they either want to talk about Empire, they want to talk about the Emperor's Throne Room in Episode Six, mm-hmm. or they want to talk about Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that Episode Four is a bad movie, but, like, it's... Its cultural footprint it- is much smaller... It well, was actually, more, I it was more like the backstory, like not the backstory, but it was more like setting the universe is what it was. Yeah, well, and then you really get into the storyline in episode five. Yeah, and that's what I mean because like there's there's just more to talk about with there's just more to talk about once you get past episode four mm-hmm. because episode five is where you get into all of the fall and rise of Anakin Skywalker and mm-hmm. the triumph of Luke over the temptation to fall into his father's mistakes of going to the dark side. That's where all of the actual, like, super weighty and meaty thematic plot stuff starts. And that's the reason that I like Star Wars. Like, the reason I've not really touched the expanded universe, and I mean the old one, not the new one. You're talking about Legacy Universe. Yeah. The reason, like, I never really touched that stuff outside of Legacy, which I did give that a shot, was because I just... I wasn't that interested in the universe. I consider myself a huge Star Wars fan, or at least I did at one point. But it wasn't. But the, before Disney, 
Yeah, it wasn't the universe I was there for. Like, I don't care about Mandalorians, really. I don't really care about, like, what happened. Dothamir. Yeah, I don't care about Dathomir or the Night Sisters or any of that. Like, I'm there because I'm super invested in the... Question. Cad Bane. Yes or no? Don't care. He was in Clone Wars. I know. I, I So I did watch Clone Wars. I remember, I remember not liking Cad Bane. Okay. But I think my opinion would be different now. I didn't like him. I can, I know exactly why I didn't like him when I first watched it. Because when I first watched it, it was when I was like 10 years old. And I thought it was really gay that a bounty hunter with no force abilities was beating Jedi. I was like, that's ridiculous. The Jedi have the force. They should be fine. So I was really annoyed that he was beating the Jedi. My opinion might change now if I went back and rewatched it. Mm-hmm. But I, I just remember when I was a kid, I was like, I don't think Cad Bane should be able to do this good against Jedi, and that's what annoyed me about him. Um, Did you see that he showed up in one of the shows recently? Yeah, he was in Book of Boba Fett. That was okay. em- that was embarrassing. Yeah. That was embarrassing. I didn't remember which one he showed up in. I mean, from a, from a visual standpoint, I think he was pretty accurate. I don't. From the facial stuff. But so what I'm gonna do, Luke? Cad. Oh, did you listen? Did you like watch any of the clips of him? I've not. So, dude, I don't know what they did to his voice. We actually need since you brought this up. Like, I need to show that to you. So, um, yeah. Obviously, like here's Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did listen to another uh podcast with um um what's his name sam Whitworth. yeah so here's here's the thing i don't like about cad bane and this i noticed this immediately when i watched um, is he supposed to be that race the duros yes he's supposed to be this race his head is significantly smaller exactly his head is not the right size which in the animated format it actually works better because I can see how his head would fit into that hat. Yes. Not there. Like, his head is not the right proportion there. Well, I, you can look at it right here and see that it kind of comes up, and then you're like, okay, it comes out a little bit on the top of the hat, where here it's just like, that sucker's form-fitted to his head. Yeah, and also, I mean... And that's a human head. Also, like, look at look at the shape of this one's mouth. Look mm-hmm. at the shape of that mouth, and then look at the shape of this mouth. Like, it is yeah. it is not thin enough, which is something else. Disproportionate. Yeah. Now that you mention all this stuff, I'm like, okay, now it all makes sense. Yeah, that is what I noticed immediately when I, when I saw the screenshots, because I didn't watch Book of Boba Fett. I value my brain cells too much. Exactly. But I saw the screenshots of it, and I saw that, and I was like, what? How? No, this is what he should look like. Yeah, he should look like that. Yeah, that's a really good picture. Um, and let me show you something else. So, have you watched Rebels? A little bit. Not a lot. Uh, so, here is... I think you know this guy, right? Yeah, he's the Inquisitor. Um, before I do he's that... He's the head guy, and he has a, a double-bladed lightsaber that's on the, uh, the gyro. Yeah, and obviously he is this race, like the... Okay, yes. He's that race. From, uh, Utapau. Yeah, this is the Grand Inquisitor in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. He looks like Hellraiser a little bit. Yes, but also, dude, but bad. 
But also, dude, look at this guy's head. He doesn't have a dome. Compared to this guy's Where's his dome? And dude, I am so tired of talking to Star Wars simps. Because I remember bringing this up in di- in like Discord about this, and people were saying, and people were saying, oh well, they couldn't do that. They couldn't do like this design because that would have been too much makeup, and the actor wouldn't have been able to be mobile. I'm like, stop simping for this absolute piece of crap company. Look, Lucas, literally, Lucas. it's a prosthetic. Is all it is. They yeah. just put a prosthetic on his head, and it would have been fine. Lucasfilm is not going to have sex with you. Stop simping for them. Exactly. She's never going to notice you, my dude. Kathleen Kennedy does not want you. You incel. <laughs> dude, I'm just... You got me off on the Star Wars kick again. Yeah, that that's bad. Yeah. That's really bad. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know why they thought that was... Oh, no, I know what it is. They weren't thinking. No, I... Actually, I'm sorry. I do know what it is. You're right. I do know what it is. They knew that... They knew that the people watching Obi-Wan Kenobi would be made up 50% of these sycophants who say... Who say, I recognize that character! I know that thing! And the other 50% of people, like me, who look at the thing and say, Wow, that looks terrible. That looks... That's wrong. That looks nothing like it should. The the sycophants who laugh it up are going to be like, Oh, stop criticizing it. You can't enjoy anything. I'm like, well, I'm going to be honest, dude. After the sequel trilogy, I don't feel a whole lot of need to give Lucasfilm good faith on anything. Yeah. I don't feel the need to simp for them or defend them. By the way, if you're going to if you're going to make the argument that making a the Grand Inquisitor or Cad Bane look accurate to the alien races that they're supposed to be, if you're going to say that that would have been too hard in live action, guess what? They could have just not been in the TV show. They could have just not been there. They could have saved money. You could, in fact, especially in Obi-Wan's case and Boba Fett's case, you could have just not made the show. Yeah. I hate Star Wars. I see. I've already. I'm already changing my mind. Like I'm not a Star Wars fan. I I refuse to claim that label anymore. I hate Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars fan pre Disney. I don't even want to, dude. I don't. Star Wars has been like that. Just the name is tainted. It is, and I believe which the point you had made at one point in time. George Lucas sold the company for four billion dollars <laughs> to Disney. You could not get that money back. Yeah, that that no one's buying it for four billion anymore. At most, one. At most, yeah. Like I would not be surprised, and actually, I I would not be surprised at all. There are probably a lot of like investors or bankers out there mm-hmm. who just like they know what Star Wars is, but they don't pay attention to it. So they they could be tricked into buying it for a billion dollars. They're like, it's it's Star Wars. Everyone likes that. And then once they like have it and they're trying to release stuff, where it's like, why doesn't anyone like it? It's like, um, what what's a what is a family friendly way for me to explain to you what has been done to this rotting corpse of a franchise? What's a family friendly way for me to tell you of the untold desecrations that have been done to this once beloved IP? You just want to look at them and be like, okay, 
This is the most family-friendly version of I can do. You ever heard of the movie The Birth of a Nation? <laughs> <laughs> that movie's about the KKK. Okay? We have The Birth of a Nation. Star Wars is black people to The Birth of a Nation. That's what they've done. <laughs> Everything. Everything derogatory, mean. As far as lynching... Stringing them up, hanging them from a it's tree. That, it's that clip of Adam Driver from that one movie. Yes. <laughs> Keep running. <laughs> that low, that low down, no good spirit. <laughs> and I he says, "Keep driving, you spirit chucking." <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to say the chucking parts because I don't want that to get clipped. <laughs> That's an amazing clip. And it is. Uh, I love the fact that he committed so hard to it and what, didn't care. And what's even more amazing is and if you watch that clip anywhere on YouTube, the top comment is always some version of the joke. Yeah, that wasn't actually in the script. Adam Driver just got mad at someone <laughs> sat and we just kept the cameras rolling. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, though, Adam Driver, though he was given a crappy part in a crappy movie... Oh, it's not his fault. Like, he's not a good his actor. Fault. He's a really good actor. Yeah. Uh, dude, I love those jokes. If I could bring you back to that one for a minute. I love the joke that's like, where you, you take George Lucas from one in interview and you just put the subtitles on there that say, like, yeah, the ending of the Obi-Wan and Anakin fight wasn't originally scripted like that. Ewan McGregor just got mad at Hayden and cut off his legs and set him on fire. And I decided to keep <laughs> filming because I thought it looked so cool. <laughs> Hayden hasn't walked the same since. <laughs> You and you and Hayden got into a fight that ended with you and setting Hayden on fire, and I just thought it looked cool, so I kept going. <laughs> I just thought it looked cool. There's also a version where you know the um um the 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 scene where Count Dooku it comes got out. his arms cut off or whatever. No, not that. Well, you could do a version of that too, but the version where he walks out and he does the flip off the balcony onto the ground. Oh yes. Um, there's, there's a version of that where it says, you know, in the original script, we had just written it for Christopher Lee to walk carefully down the stairs since he was so old, but when he got to set, he just did a back, he just did a triple backflip off of the balcony, and we decided to keep it in because it looked so neat. <laughs> I didn't realize there were so many of them. Yeah, it's literally just take anything that happens in a movie and just make it into that meme. Speaking of... Where they actually did that, Leonardo DiCaprio oh, in the, Django Unchained. Yeah, I know that. I know the where story. he broke the the glass in his hand. They kept it. Yeah, that was a real thing. It was that, um, dude. Then, I know one. Hmm. So the Hateful Eight. I think I may have I've not watched that. Movie. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're yeah. talking about the guitar. Yeah. So Kurt, there was a priceless guitar yeah, in the Hateful Eight. There's a scene where Kurt Russell's character is talking to some woman. I remember who one the, of the characters. I remember who the actress's name is, but she's like a she's an outlaw who's being taken in for like a bounty or something, and he's basically like threatening her because he's the one taking her in. And he's basically been beating her anytime she acts out. Like anytime she talks back to him, he'll just like backhand her. Or something like that. And there's a part where, like, she's getting on his nerves. And, like, he's... And he's, like, talking to her. And he's, like... He starts, like, ranting at her. And then he just picks... Oh, because she's, like, playing a guitar or something. He's, yeah, get, getting an, he's getting annoyed by her playing the guitar. So he just takes it and just smashes it against a pillar right next to her. And the, the actress, you can see, this is in the final cut of the movie. The, like, he grabs it and goes... And the actress goes, Ah! Like, wait! 
And he said, ah, and then he smashes it and she like goes and she looks off screen and goes, wait, what? And, and what the reason for that, they had a prop guitar and the prop guitar was not on the, not in the screen at the moment. It was the priceless one from a museum that was worth, I think it was 200,000 to $500,000. Five hundred thousand dollars. It was it was a guitar worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was an a- antique they'd been borrowing for the movie, and Kurt Russell did not know that they had not switched out that guitar for the prop yet. So he took the priceless antique guitar and smashed it. And her reaction in the in the film is that actress looking at the people off screen like, "Wait, wait, wait! That's the wrong one! No!" <laughs> no wonder that movie didn't succeed. I think it did. It made its money back. Barely. <laughs> it had to pay for a priceless Steinway. And I'm jo- I don't know. Another movie that they did that with, um, where it was the scene was not scripted originally that way, was um, Dark Knight when they were blowing up the hospital. Oh, is that? I think I heard when that. When Heath was Ledger true. was pushing the button, he was walking out, and then he was like, what the heck? The explosion's not working right? He was remaining in character because the explosions were not working correctly. Oh. And he started like messing with the button and then it started exploding in it, and that's when you see him like jump a little bit and then jump into the uh So I had the heard, bus. So I that had, is an actual like ad lib right there. So I had heard I knew that was a thing, but I my understanding was that all of those explosions had been CGI. So it wasn't him reacting to like explosions going wrong. That was just an idea he had while he was walking. To be just fiddle with the button, and then they and then his idea was like they'll just they'll know to put an extra thing in post. I heard it was like they actually demoed a building. I don't I don't know either way, but I also know uh, I don't know which movie it was. It was either Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises. Christopher Nolan accidentally broke one of the only like seven IMAX cameras that are in existence while filming one of those two movies. Rises. Okay, yeah, he was filming a chase scene, and the Batmobile accidentally, like, smashed into one of the IMAX cameras they were using. No, that was actually Dark Knight, because that was the scene where the Joker was in the slafter. Yeah, it was something like that, and there were, like, only seven of those cameras in existence, and thanks to Chris... My bad, it's not slafter, it's slaughter. Yep. Dang it. <laughs> and, uh, and so, thanks to Chris Nolan, we're down one. <laughs> yeah. One very priceless camera. There's another one. Um, oh, Chris Nolan again. I think we've talked about this. I don't know if we ever talked about it on air. Um, obviously, Oppenheimer is a movie he's making about the creation of the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. And he set off a practical explosion. Um, he set off a practical explosion of of magnitude similar to the actual atomic bomb. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, did you not hear that? No. Yeah, they they didn't use CGI. Oh. I don't I don't know how big it was, but like he basically replicated the first atomic bomb's explosion with an actual bomb for the film. He did not use CGI. And I remember oh. right right after that came out, there was um someone posted There was a nuclear fallout. <laughs> someone posted a screen cap from Wikipedia, the the Wikipedia page about like nuclear warheads. And someone had edited it. (laughs) The Wikipedia page said there are, like, currently seven countries that currently have nuclear capabilities. And those countries are, like, the United States, the United Kingdoms, China, Russia, 
I'm gonna make up the other North three. Korea. Yeah, North Korea. I'm gonna make up the last two. It's like Japan, uh, Af- Japan. Let's say South Africa or something. And Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> It's like someone it's, and Christopher Nolan. Yeah. So, so like the idea was the Wikipedia page had a list of all the countries, and I know South Africa's not a country. Actually, it is. South is Africa it? is a country. Oh well, and I see. I'm right anyway. But so I don't remember what the list it is, is. Literally, the bottom chunk of Africa. Yeah. But so I don't remember all the countries that were in the list. But the idea is it had a list of all countries with nuclear capabilities, and someone had just added Christopher Nolan to the list. <laughs> And Christopher Nolan. Yeah, and Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Christopher Nolan now has nuclear capabilities. <laughs> He's the world's first superhero. <laughs> it's just nuclear capabilities. <laughs> but yeah, so there's... The fact that we have all these like practical effects now, and the fact that Star Wars has been, as you said, bastardized. I didn't say... I didn't use that phrase, but I... I know that at some point today I used the phrase bastard, so... Oh, yes, yes. You used it with, um... Jeremy Clarkson, yes. was it? I don't know how to tag back to where we were. I'm well, just trying to find... I don't think we need to, because I'm going to transition us now. Oh, no. So you ready for an outro? Yeah. Thank you for tuning into this episode. <laughs> thank you for tuning in, always, and thank you to our sponsor... And hopefully, next week, you get to experience more fun and shenanigans. Woo! And...